Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to Coverage, a podcast for professional painters by professional painters. I'm your host, Craig Bunting. I began my career as a professional painter. Now I work for Benjamin Moore as Director of Professional Marketing in support of Pro Painters. In this series, I'm checking in with some of the best in our business. We're going to hear their stories, things we can learn from, things that make us laugh. Let's get started. All right, I'm here with Eileen David from Ontario, Canada. I was going to give a shot at the name of the town, Eileen, but you're going to have to help me with that. Hello, Craig. I'm from Penetanguishene, Ontario, Canada. Penetanguishene, I would have had absolutely no chance. There's at least 19 consonants in that name, so that's <laughs> that's great. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate your time, as I know you're super, super busy, which is great. And you are the owner of Georgian Bay Painters. Tell us about your business. Tell us about yourself. Well, I started this business four years ago. I was still a college student at the time. Right now, I have two girls working for me and my dad part-time to keep them out of retirement. So we're mostly an all-girl team. Started when I was back in college. I went to Niagara College, ended up getting my sport administration diploma and general business. Decided to not head towards sport and to start the painting business. I had previously worked the summer before for myself. I just did a few jobs here and there. And then when I wanted to take it full steam ahead, COVID happened and I was kind of put on the back burner, got a job somewhere else, decided, okay, we'll just wait it out, see how it goes. Then I realized that once this warm weather was on its way that I needed to paint, I needed to be outside. I wanted to do everything I was dreaming of, got a team together, made a few posts on Instagram, Facebook, got some jobs lined up. And here we are today. Four years in, busier than ever, crushing projects like No Tomorrow. And it couldn't be going any better, really. That's great. So first of all, congratulations. Thank I you. mean, surviving through what was a really rocky start, obviously, for you. And none, by none of your own doing is really impressive. You are absolutely crushing it. There's no doubt about it. A couple things that just popped to mind right away. I mean, I, I know that you went out and found some help, right? So mm-hmm. you went out and found some of your friends to, to work for you. That dynamic can be tricky. So I'm just curious how how that goes. And also, you know, when you have these friends working for you, how do you build the boss employee mentality and approach when the reality is you're also great friends? Yeah, it's definitely tricky, but I think we have a pretty good handle on it ever since we started. Like, look, hey, respect me, respect the business. I'll respect you back. At the end of the day, they know that my name's on everything. So they don't want to ruin that. They don't want to wreck the friendship. Really, I couldn't have done it without them. We would have not done as many projects as we have. At the end of the day, we're like, we're also here to have fun. We don't want to come to work just play miserable. We want to have a good time. We listen to music. We have our podcast in. We listen to awesome. true crime all the time, like yeah. nonstop murder episodes in our ears. And we just paint away and it's peaceful and it's probably the best therapy you can have, really. So you've got a couple of people working for you or maybe more now, but training is a very, very big thing, as you know, for many of the pros out there because labor is in such short supply. So, you know, maybe you can get a warm body or someone who's skilled with their hands, but they just don't really have the background or the skill set to jump right in. 
So how did you go about bringing the individual who doesn't necessarily have as much experience up to speed? Well, when I first started bringing in employees, I really had no training guide. I didn't really know how I wanted to go about it. So I just kind of went off how I learned the best and which is like watching. So I would pretty much show exactly what I wanted to do. And then I'd be, okay, now it's your turn. Sit back, watch them. And then we would roll through the motions of, okay, what's next? Let's sand, let's prime, let's do all the prep. Also started them off with the crappiest brushes ever. If I'm like, you can learn how to cut with this $5 brush that I used three summers ago, you will be able to cut with any brush possible. Also, because I didn't want to buy the expensive brushes just yet, starting out trying to save money. And now I've got a pretty good handle over things of how I want to train future employees. So I've had one new girl come on last year sometime, last September, maybe. So it's about a year now she's been with us, but pretty much... I let her watch me, watch my other employee, get into the routine of things. And I wouldn't, I wasn't holding back on letting them do anything because the only way you're going to learn is if you do it. You can't sit there and watch and then take in all the information because I don't learn from just reading a book. I got to have to actually do stuff. So I've learned a lot, made a lot of mistakes. It's all fun and games at the end of the day, as long as nothing goes too terribly wrong. So yeah, so once I do have to hire outside help, I think I'm going to have a better grasp of exactly how I want to do it. But when I first started, it was complete winging it. So worked out in my favor, but yeah. The industry as a whole, we're seeing a fair amount of, of new blood come into the business and diverse blood, which is fantastic. I mean, we're seeing a flood of really smart, ambitious, young people or people leaving another career and coming to the trades and specifically painting because, you know, there's a great living to be made and there's such wonderful aspects of entrepreneurship and all the things that get us into this. So what gets you all fired up when you think about the future and Georgian Bay painters and where this is all headed? I get this question quite a lot, actually. And every time I answer it, it's completely different. One week, I'll think one thing. And then the next week, I have a totally different path on how I want to go about things. So my one goal was to have multiple crews now I'm trying to backtrack on that idea. And every time I get a new job, I get excited about new things. Now I'm really into wallpapering. So I want to venture oh, cool. that a little bit more. I don't want to stick to just one plan because I want to grow. I want to expand. But I don't want to do it in any rushed way where I grow too fast. I lose money. I want to be smart about it in the ways that I am going to evolve. If you asked me this six months ago, I would have said bigger crew, more jobs. Now, I'm not quite sure where I want to take it because I know I enjoy being on the brush the most. I don't want to have to run around, do quotes every day because I did that for a while. So I'm going to stay on the brush a little bit longer, keep small, but produce good quality work over the quantity. I don't want to fly through projects and really just up my game, take it to the next level, get those higher end clients. Over the summer, we were on Georgian Bay on the islands pretty much all summer long. We had an amazing team, boat us out, boat us back in, went through all the waterways, met some amazing clients. So really, I'm just taking it all in right now, seeing where I want to go, not rushing through anything because I'm just in a happy spot where I am. We're just going with the flow. <laughs> seeing That's what great. Changes. When you talk about staying on the brush, what aspects of it do you love the most? You know, I've got some experience on your side of the business and there are elements of it that I truly miss. There's the, the walking out when you're done and the, the feeling of just absolute completion and smiles on people's faces. And the fact that somebody's going to get to live there and you impacted 
the feeling they have when they're in their home. So what is the, what's the hook for you? What's the thing that keeps you on that brush? I think painting is so much more than just simply slapping some paint on the walls. I love just going in there into somebody's home or a new build, whatever it is, and just honestly recreating the entire space. Paint makes such a difference. I want to just be able to come in and help clients and really transform their home into a a lovable space that they're going to want to keep around and not have to change up every few years because trends come and go. And really, that's what keeps me going is just to see everyone happy when we are done, when we're working there. And even when we are at people's homes, it gets the homeowners motivated sometimes. They're like, you know what? I see you young girls working here. I'm going to go clean up the yard. I'm going to go do this, do that. I'm going to start this job. So it's really just fun meeting different, all these different kinds of people and knowing their story and networking. And now I have all these wonderful clients all over the place. I know every back road in this area. Really, it just makes me happy. We all deal with different things, right? So in terms of logistics of our jobs, there's all these nuances that they become a big part of the process. And, you know, you mentioned being boated in and boated out. So can you can you tell us what that's all about and some of the challenges of relying on you know, watercraft to get you to and from a job site? We live in a beautiful part of Lake Huron called Georgian Bay. Right where we are, there's a chain of islands and there's estimated around 30,000 of them. So what we do is we drive 40 minutes north to a little town called Honey Harbor. And there's this amazing company called Big Red Works. They do maintenance. So they brought us on this year. And the good thing about them is they have large barges, 28 feet, bigger than that. So we could put all of our stuff on. I don't have to worry about buying a boat myself to get myself to and from jobs. So they will boat us out. There's all these little channels, islands everywhere, big rocks. And everywhere you look, there's just cottages on islands. There's tens of thousands of cottages just in a little area if you boat around and take your time. And it's just quite beautiful up there. We've been stuck on the mainland the last few years to get out on the islands, which is an eye-opener of the possibilities. And now in my Instagram DMs, I have other owners of cottages on the islands that want us to come out and they will boat us out personally. So it's really just opened up a lot of opportunities doing that. And it's just exciting being on a boat, going to and from work every single day. Would you be willing to share your Instagram handle so the folks who are listening to this can jump on and join the fun? Oh, yeah. You can find me at GBay Painters on Instagram and on Facebook. You're listening to Benjamin Moore's Coverage, a podcast for professional painters by professional painters. Now let's get back to our interview. So there's always a little bit of a dynamic there, right? How do you handle scheduling and keeping in mind that, you know, you've got folks who are there for a finite period of time and they're not there for, in many cases, a really long period of time. So how does that work in your business? How do you handle scheduling? How's that all go? Scheduling is a love-hate relationship with me. Uh, (laughs) The first year, the schedule went so amazing. I had jobs booked to the exact day, to the T. It all flowed really well. And then I started working for contractors and that's where my issues came in. Not nothing against them. Love working for them, but things kept getting delayed. The trim guys are behind. The drywall guys are sick. Problem after problem, delay after delay. So right now I kind of keep a loose schedule. I have two major jobs on the go that I've been bouncing back and forth. And then I'll have my main jobs with actual homeowners kind of on the back burner. I can tell them a specific time period where I can book them in. And then I have the jobs where it's set in stone for months. I find it easier to keep a free flowing schedule, not that I don't have enough work book to 
be completely packed. Right. It just got too chaotic. I don't want to be rushed. Right. And if I have nothing booked, something usually falls into my lap pretty much every single time. So I never run out of work and I'm pretty steady. Like I'll have, I already have jobs booked for next summer, but I don't book too far ahead at the same time because I like to fit people in and people please and get people in when they want to get in, try and make everybody sure. happy at the end of the day. Some things just don't work out sometimes and that's okay. I've turned down probably more work in this last year than I've ever turned down in the last four years combined. And that's okay for me to say no to jobs if I don't feel comfortable or I don't, I just can't fit it in and there's no need to stress myself out over stuff I can't control. You tackled this business hard, right? I mean, I think that's one thing that that I know in doing a little bit of the background and hearing you talk now is that you're aggressive, right? I mean, you studied sport, you said, in yeah. school. I don't, I, I don't know what that means. Can you give us a, help me understand what studying sport is? Okay, so business from the sport perspective. So it's basically a I business see. program, but everything you learn about is from sport. Like I learned a lot about business that I use now. I just change it from the sport perspective to the trade perspective. With sport, I could have gone into sales, marketing. I I could have been a scout. I could have worked for multiple different teams. Didn't really want to at the end of the day. So why painting then, right? here, There's going to be the question, I think, on most people's mind. I mean, look, what you described in terms of the, the boating to the job and how amazingly beautiful that must be to work in that environment. Walking away from a career in sport or potential career in sport is a big decision, too. So why this, right? What drew you in and now has you, it sounds like you're hooked. Well, the first hook was working outside. I got an amazing right. tan. I was a student cleaner. <laughs> I thought this was great. And I liked it with professional painting. I got hooked because we were on multi-million dollar cottages. I was like, okay, this is lovely. But I just generally enjoy painting. I think it's super easy. So when I first started, I was like, this is a no-brainer. This is so easy and it pays really well. I went back to school, finished up. During school, it started to make sense in my head that I, why not just do something I love? I would never see myself sitting at a desk with a nine-to-five office job. Maybe when I'm older, I don't know. But I need to be on my feet. I need to be moving, working with my hands. And every day is a brand new adventure. So I'm driving all over Hell's Acre I'm seeing beautiful <laughs> homes. I'm seeing the scenery. I'm getting a tan and I'm painting with my friends. I just like it. I love it. It sounds I didn't great. See anything it's, else to do really other than that. <laughs> your attitude's awesome. I mean, a- anybody who hears this is going to be like, and it's not painting is going to be like, I'm doing something wrong. I've got to go to Georgia Bay and I've got to start painting. <laughs> so, one of the things also that I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, getting started can be tricky and all the manufacturers have salespeople that are out there that serve a variety of different functions. Some folks are really good at certain things and some are good at others. But I know you've you know relied on your sales rep a little bit here and there, or maybe more than a little bit. I mean, can you talk about that relationship and how do you use that relationship within your business? Yeah, shout out to my sales rep. I met him a couple of years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. He's the best. He's given me whatever tools I need. I can call him in a second and he can help me out. I can even call him if I need, which I've never had to, but if someone's not trusting what I'm saying about doing a deck or what the proper prep, I can have my Benjamin Moore rep right behind me supporting exactly what I say. They know the product way better than I do. So really, he has been a huge help. He always has 
merch for me. He's got drop cloths. He's got sweaters. He's got hats. He's just been a huge help with all Benjamin Moore resources that I need. I didn't realize how important it would be to connect with people in the Benjamin Moore network. But now I even have his boss's number. So I have people higher up. I got people under him. I can talk to anybody I need to learn about the product. Just really helpful. Thank you for talking about how important that is to you, because I know there's so many people like you. And for the folks who don't have that relationship yet, you know, they can just jump onto our website and find their contact, their rep form, and boom, they'll get right to you. And then they'll form them as well. And that's really the lifeblood of the relationship part of this business that, that I love so much, right? I love the idea that we get to meet all these people and get to meet you today. So one of the other things that I was, we usually do here, Eileen, we talk about one of those horror stories, one of those funny moments, one of those things where you're just a kind of a event that happens in a day when, you know, the day's ending and you're sort of all cleaned up and perhaps you're back home and you're sort of, you know, you're going through the catalog of the day. I'm sure your day's like a lot of people's where it's just, it's crazy. There's the phones ringing, there's a million things going on, but oftentimes it does slow down for a little bit. And can you share with us one of those moments where you sat down when it slowed down for a little bit? You went, I just can't believe. That was my work day today. Do you have one of those? I have hundreds of those days. I feel like I can't just choose just one. <laughs> well, give us some all day while we're at it. We like, got how many times time. I cried after work? I had a dollar for every time. I'd probably be rich by now, too. I can give you a horror story of spilling paint. Um, and we'll, we'll take it. Okay. We've all had one of those. Let's okay. hear yours. It was the first year I started with the girls. So I was up on the roof painting something else. And the girls came running over. Where's the hose? I'm like, the hose? I'm like, it's right there. They're like, how do we turn it on? I'm like, I don't flick the switch. Like, okay, she runs away. I'm like, okay, that was odd. 10 minutes goes by. I'm sitting there. I still hear the hose running. I can't see what's going on. It was around the other side of the house. Maybe I should get down and check it out. I go down. We're working with Arbor Coat, solid, dark gray. It was very dark gray. Right. I look over there's dark gray paint over the entire pavement, um, like concrete slab, fairly new. Sure. Fell off the deck, like a cut can, knocked it with her elbow, all over. They're just running the hose on it. Every rag is out. Drop sheets are starting to get cut up and it's slabbed over top of it. I like that. The sun is beating down. I'm like, it's not coming out. I ended up having to run the Home Depot, get some paint stripper, the eco stuff, good for the grass, pour it on. Like, this doesn't work. Pressure washer is my only hope. Ended up coming out. It was fine. But that accidents like that happen fairly frequently. Paint is spilled. You get really good at cleaning stuff up. It just adds to the stress a little bit more of the day. Makes it worse when the owners have cameras. And they walk. <laughs> yeah, good point. Wow. I didn't even think about that. And Absolutely. that's America's Funniest Home Videos. on. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty yeah. Much the craziness. I don't have days where it's just I get home and I'm like, wow, because every day I feel like is that kind of day. So yeah, <laughs> can't believe yeah. what happened. But then you move on next day. Yeah, never a dog. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, I, I, it makes me think, right? Like when you see somebody on the crew running, <laughs> it's it's usually not a good sign, yeah. right? Unless they're just super ambitious and <laughs> that's what they're into. But 99 times out of 100, when someone's running, something bad has either happened or is, or is about to happen. This is, this, Eileen, this has been absolutely fantastic. What, one, one last question for you from me is, what would you say to somebody who's thinking about getting started? What advice could you give them? Maybe it's more than one thing. Maybe it's a handful. 
But just, you know, what would you say to that person who's thinking, should I go left or should I go right here? You need heart and you need hustle. You need to really love what you're doing and you're going to need to work at it. Instead of working 40 hours a week, you need to put in 60 or more. You need to work your weekends. And the only way you're going to work all those long hours is if you truly love what you're doing. It's going to drive you crazy. You're going to love it. You're going to hate it. You need that in order to keep going because there will be rough patches. I have rough patches all the time. It happened to me last month. Don't give up. Don't give up. That's what I've got. I love that. You've <laughs> got to have heart yeah. and you've got to have hustle. I love that. That's absolutely perfect. Pre- so so thank you for that. Eileen, thanks for taking the time today. I really do appreciate it. I know you're super busy and you took time away from the beautiful sights of getting to and from the job site to talk to me today. So thanks on behalf of our company and certainly from myself and Mike and, and all the folks here. I think uh, this has been fantastic and it's been an absolute pleasure to get to meet you. Thank you for having me and letting me tell my story and maybe I'll inspire someone else. So thank you very much. All right, Eileen, thanks. Bye-bye. All right, bye now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coverage. If you enjoyed this podcast from Benjamin Moore, be sure to subscribe and share it with other professional painters. Follow us on Instagram at Benjamin Moore Pro. DM us with questions, comments, or future topic suggestions. Let us know if you would be interested in being a guest. This is your podcast, and we want to hear from you. In the meantime, stay busy, and we'll see you on the next episode of Coverage. Painet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.